And we're live. What is going on, Dolph fans? My name is Nikki Smokes, and you are listening to The Smoke Show, your home for Miami Dolphins football. I got to tell you guys something. Sundays without the Dolphins are not the same. When the Dolphins are playing, I wake up with an erection the size of China. When they aren't playing, I wake up with a gummy worm dick. I'm sorry, it's just not even close. It's not even close. And if you're listening to this podcast, I already know you love the Miami Dolphins just as much as me. I was fortunate enough to grow up with parents who have had season tickets since I was two years old, and my greatest memories from my childhood are all centered around the Miami Dolphins. They are more than just a football team to me. They're family. And you guys know how the saying goes, right? You could pick your friends, but you can't pick your family. And unfortunately, the Miami Dolphins are part of my family, and I just love this team so much, and I know you guys do. And all I want us to do is be in the playoffs and be competitive. Now, you guys saw the quarterbacks that we compared to it to, Jalen Hurts, Mac Jones. They were both in the playoffs, but they both got embarrassed. Now, I want to ask you guys, would you rather make it to the playoffs and get embarrassed or save the embarrassment? Now, my answer to that question is obviously, I want to make the fucking playoffs because for our shitty-ass franchise, when we make the playoffs, we pop champagne. We feel like we're back in 1972. We think we got our swagger back. And then we go out there and we get humiliated like we did the last two times. Now, I just saw Mac Jones and Jalen Hurts get absolutely manhandled in the playoffs, right? It was an absolute utter embarrassment. Jalen Hurts looked abysmal. Mac Jones looked terrible. Both of them got absolutely manhandled. But what is the difference between Tua, Hurts, and Mac Jones? I don't think there's enough talent difference between either of them. If you asked 100 people... Who's better, Tua or Mac Jones? You would get 50-50 split, maybe 55-45. If you ask people who's better between Tua and Jalen Hurts, you would get the same results as Mac Jones. If you asked 100 people who's better between Herbert and Tua, 100 people would say Herbert. If you asked 100 people who's better between Herbert and Mac Jones, 100 people would say Herbert. If you asked 100 people who is better between Herbert and Jalen Hurts, 100 people would say Herbert. Same goes with Mahomes, Rodgers, Joe Burrow, go down the list, obviously Josh Allen and all the elite quarterbacks, right? But my point is here, if we're still debating if Tua is better than Hurts or Mac Jones, what are we even debating about? It is not an accomplishment that Tua is the best quarterback out of this Alabama bunch, okay? It is not an accomplishment. It worries me because I just saw both of them get absolutely cremated in the first round of the playoffs. What do we do as Dolphin fans when we make the playoffs? We pop champagne, right? We think we're on top of the mountain. Then we go to that game. I've been to both games. I've been to Pittsburgh. I've been to the Baltimore game. Those are the only two I've seen in my life. Lost both games by 18 points. It wasn't even close. Not one time. The Eagles game wasn't close, and the Patriots game wasn't close. And my God, I would be shitting my pants if the Dolphins were out there on that Sunday or Saturday. Because I don't believe that Tua has that talent difference to make a run for this team. Now, I know it looks like the Dolphins are out on Watson, but I just want to use this as an illustration, okay? As of right now, let's look at the quarterbacks that are still standing in the AFC. Burrow, Allen, Mahomes, Tannehill. You wouldn't take Tua over any of those quarterbacks. Now, you could go ahead and make the case that you would take Tannehill. Well, guess I mean, you would take Tua over Tannehill. Well, guess what? It's cold out, it's playoff football, and we all know how Tua feels about playing in the cold, right? 
Tannehill's better in the cold. He's better when it's wet. Give me Tannehill when it comes to the playoff time. One, two, three, four quarterbacks are better than Tua. Now, let's say we actually got Watson, right? I would take Watson over Burrow. I would take Watson over Allen. Now, you could debate that all you want. You could call it a wash. I respect your opinion. Deshaun Watson already beat him in the playoffs. I would take Deshaun over him personally. Mahomes, you're not going to take anyone over Mahomes. Maybe Aaron Rodgers. Maybe. And then, obviously, we're taking Watson over Tannehill. So that's the difference right there between three to four games and getting from a first-round bounce to an AFC championship contender. And that's all I want people to notice. Now, there are Tua supporters, and I respect them. They have valid points. Coach Flo obviously didn't have his back. He wasn't there to help him develop. There are points, okay? I respect them. Now, I'm, I believe we should go with Watson, but that doesn't seem to be the case. But Tua supporters have reason. They have logic. They are not Tua tards. I'm going to get into that in a minute. Tua supporters like, look, let's build an O-line with him. Uh, maybe upgrade the weapons. We know he doesn't have the Josh Allen talent. They're not pulling up the CBS chart that they made when we played Buffalo and comparing like the first 15 starts or whatever. That fucking bullshit graphic. I wish they never posted that. They're not saying that Tua is going to be Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes. They see that there's limitations, but they believe that they could win with Tua if he has the right cast. Now, I disagree, but at least you have reason and logic. On the other hand, you have Tua Tards. Now, these are the people who don't hold Tua accountable for anything he does at all. Tua has a bad game against the Titans. Oh, it's Flores' fault. It's Flores' fault. No, bro, it's not Flores' fault that Tua is skipping rocks against the Tennessee Titans. Now, usually I would post fair criticism of Tua Tungle-Vailoa when he plays bad, but I also praise him when he plays good. But when you give him fair criticism when he plays bad, that's when Tua Tards come out and they just zone in on you like a vulture zoning in on a dead squirrel on the highway. And they just pick you apart with gifts, disrespectfulness, you name it, they do it. But I found a loophole and I found this loophole through the ghost of Adam Gase. Ghost, if you're listening, I love you. You changed my entire experience on Twitter. Now, I have to read the definition because there are so many people who don't remember what satire is. Now, if you went to high school, you probably learned about this. If you graduated high school, you should know about this. But there's a lot of people on Twitter that have no idea what satire is, and it shows. The definition of satire is the use of humor, irony, exaggeration, or ridicule to expose and criticize people's stupidity. I love that. I love that, and I ate it up. And it works to perfection. And it all started with this. So I tweeted this out. I'm so glad that Tua over Mac Jones debate is over. We got the right Bama quarterback. TT4G hashtag Tua the truth. Newsflash, it is not an accomplishment that we drafted the best Bama quarterback. Neither of them look spectacular. Then I followed up with this gem. Honestly, bro, if we could build Tua an offensive line, establish the best wide receiving core in the NFL, and draft the best running back in the draft, then his individual talent will transcend this team into the AFC Championship game. And they ate this up like it was all you can eat. And then I followed it up with this absolute fucking banger, and it kills me every time. 
The more I watch Tua's one throw against Georgia from four years ago, the more I am convinced that he's a generational talent. You can't blame him for getting benched three times or even the Tennessee game. That's all on coaching and the inability to create an elite system around Tua. Tua Tards, please stop posting his highlights from college. Stop posting his one throw against Georgia. It's embarrassing. You don't see people doing that for Aaron Rodgers. You don't see people doing that for Justin Herbert. You don't see people doing that for Patrick Mahomes. You don't see people doing that for Tom Brady. You don't see people doing that for quarterbacks that have proven themselves in the NFL. Enough with Tuscaloosa Tua. It is not coming. This is Miami Tua. Accept it for what it is. And now I might be opposed to it, but that doesn't mean it can't work out. It doesn't mean that, but just stop being so brainwashed and just swearing that this guy is a top five quarterback, a top five talent in the league. It is not there. It's, it's just not. And I'm sorry to break the news to you. But I'm going to wrap it up with that because I hope Tua makes a jump. It looks like the Dolphins are going to stick with him. And if they're sticking with him, he's got my full support. But there is absolutely no excuse in the world that anyone can use for Tua if it does not work out this year. But if we're going to build around Tua... Let's do it. Let's get it fucking right. And this is just my two cents. Let's stop drafting offensive linemen. We, we are not good at it. We've been doing it for 20 years, and we are horrendous at it. I have a better chance at making an NFL roster than the Dolphins do at drafting the right offensive linemen. Spend the money and beef up the offensive line. Draft skill guys. Now, we're actually pretty good at that. But sign a solid running back. I'm not on the train for drafting a running back in the first round, although I was very intrigued by Najee Harris. But just look at Le'Veon Bell, Saquon Barkley, even where McCaffrey is now. Ask the Colts, who have Jonathan Taylor. Ask them how the playoffs are. They're not in it. You don't win Super Bowls or playoff games because you have an elite running back. Jonathan Taylor just had the best season any running back has had since LaDainian Tomlinson. And they didn't even make the playoffs. Beef up the offensive line, not through draft picks, but by writing the fucking check, sign the check, bring the big boys in that could actually provide for Tua. And keep adding offensive weapons. But do not sell out for a running back because running backs do not win championships. However, Quarterback, offensive line, and running back is not even the biggest problem for the Miami Dolphins. Steven Ross is the coronavirus of the Miami Dolphins. You could take the vaccine and 14 booster shots and he will still get you. The guy lives in New York. At one point, he wanted to sell Jets jerseys in the Hard Rock Stadium. He doesn't bleed aqua in orange. He just makes money off those who do. It's an embarrassment. The Dolphins have been an absolute circus. It's like you're watching Big Brother. Constant drama, bitching and whining. It's embarrassing. Someone gets fired. All of a sudden, stories start flying out like it's TMZ. This organization is beyond dysfunctional. And it all starts with Steven Ross. I'm sick of him. It's fucking ridiculous. We want to point the finger at Flores. I know he has his flaws. But Ross is the biggest problem and we can't get rid of him. That's what petrifies me. And even the day he passes, now I'm not going to wish that he dies, but I won't shed a tear if he does. I'm petrified 
to who's in line to take over the team. I just hope that they actually give a fuck about this franchise because Ross doesn't. Ross literally said he will not take Harbaugh away from Michigan because he doesn't want to mess with his alma mater. Are you fucking kidding me? You graduated from that school 70 years ago. You wouldn't take him away to make the team that you own a better franchise piss on you. And the worst thing is, this guy doesn't even know what he wants. He's at the press conference, right? What's he saying? Oh, the quarterback decision is going to be made by the next coach of the Miami Dolphins. Two days later, breaking news, the Miami Dolphins are sticking with Tua Tungo-Vailoa. Which one is it, Mr. Ross? Because I can tell you what, you are not sending out a great message to potential head coaches of the Miami Dolphins. One day you're saying it's up to them, the next day you're saying it's Tua. Make up your mind, you senile old fuck. You are killing this franchise. Now that I got that out of the way, let's talk about potential head coaches for the Miami Dolphins. Now, I'm not opposed to a first-year head coach. I like the younger generations. I like how they think. I like how they view the game. It's fun. It's more exciting. And they win in the regular season. But can they get it done in the playoffs? And that's where experience comes in. Now, if we go with experience, I think Doug Peterson has to be your guy. He's won a Super Bowl. He's played for the Dolphins. He was back up to Marino. He beat Tom Brady in the best performance of Tom Brady's career, and he beat him. It's going to be difficult to ask a young coach like McDaniel or Dobell to go out there and outcoach Andy Reid or any of these experienced head coaches in the AFC, especially if it's their first time in the playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see which direction we go. If we go experience, I want Doug. If we go young, I want McDaniel. But regardless of who we hire as the head coach, the D.C. needs to be elite because Flo put that defense together, and it was his scheme that was so effective. And with him gone, it's going to be interesting to see how good this defense really is. At first, I was in shambles that the Dolphins fired Flores, but I've come to accept it, and now I'm somewhat excited to see what the future holds. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. Please share this with your friends, fellow Dolphins. I love and appreciate all your guys' support. It means the absolute world to me. And go Dolphins.